Hey everyone, Jeff here. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pop Culture Quorum Deo podcast. Jared recorded this episode at a leadership retreat with some mutual friends who are thoughtful brothers. What follows, as you'll hear, is a free-flowing conversation. And because of the space they recorded in, the audio isn't quite up to our usual quality, but I think you'll find the listen worth your time. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy this episode of the Pop Culture Quorum Deo podcast. All right, episode number 34 of the Pop Culture Cordendale podcast. Welcome, everyone. What? All right. This is like a special edition. This is a this is for subscribers only. I got special guest Terry Felton. And this corner, Matt Slager. The doctor. Doctor. It's Dr. Slager to you. Bradley Walker. <laughs> That's Mr. White County High School. <laughs> Middle, middle name. 98. And Kevin <laughs> Wayne Weldon. In the house. K-Dub. They're all pastors, various forms. Various forms. Some good, some bad. So let's start with... So sorry to interrupt. Greatest quarterback of all time. Go Terry Felton. You got two minutes. Name your case. Bart Starr. Who? No, I'm just you don't know who Bart Starr is? Does, does he have hey, this is supposed to be a quick answer. Can we get a quick answer, please? Bart Starr. Okay, next. Bart Starr. Why? He's never most, seen, cham- most championships. He's never seen Bart Starr. I've met Bart Starr. <laughs> Are you for real? Yeah. He spoke to the FCA thing. Is this a real dude? My brother's name is Bart. He was, green, he's, he's he was the Green Bay Packers quarterback when Lombardi was the coach. Okay. So so he was definitely one of the winningest. Uh, yeah. greatest okay, there you go. There's Brees. the Tom Brady argument right there. Greatest statistically is going to be Drew Brees. Bart Starr one because he played for Tom, for Lombardi. We don't give him the credit. Why do we give Tom Brady so much show? You don't touch the team. That's right. Okay. All right. Um, Slager. Dan Marino. Okay. Why? Base Ventura. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> fantastic. Those were the reasons. I was going to say. <laughs> I <it's> <laughs> Can I yeah, put this here? Make a memorial. Mm-hmm. All right, Brad. Come on, man. Grace quarterback all the time. We have no idea what you're going to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Peyton Manning. Why? Because the year he got hurt, the Indianapolis Colts had the number one pick in the NFL draft and selected <laughs> a quarterback because they were so bad. The year after he didn't play for Denver, they fell off the face of the earth and have remained there. He revolutionized the game. He was the greatest tactician. Uh, he is brilliant, and he was his stats. Or better, he has five. He has five MVPs. Tom Brady has three. Pretty clear evidence. He was he was the greatest high school quarterback, one of the greatest college quarterback, and I believe he was the best NFL quarterback. So you put all that together. When when Tom Brady didn't play, Matt Castle won eleven games. I think he plays for a great coach. He's a good, very good quarterback. Great quarterback. Haven't the Dolphins been pitiful since Marino? You're right. Dan Marino would be on the top three. So next, Jared Moore. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time because most uh, touchdowns in a career. No? No way. Oh, Breeze won. Breeze, Breeze has it now. Has it now. Well, he took it from Peyton Manning. Most yards? Does he have the most yards right now? <laughs> so essentially, if you don't know. Does Brady have the most yards? Do you, do He's got the think, most Super Bowls. No, he has the most nothing. He's got the most Super Bowls. <laughs> most Super Bowls. <laughs> you should probably read a little bit about Tom Brady. Well, I thought he had the quarter, but he just <laughs> lost <laughs> it like recently. So Terry, Terry Bradshaw and Mark Stone. <laughs> 
Terry Bradshaw. Nobody mentioned Terry Bradshaw, did they? Well, we're not, we're not to Kevin. We're not to take a turn. He's got a lot of Super Bowls. Listen, goals. listen. Like, you guys can talk like, about. Oh, wait. Okay, go ahead. Rob, um, Robert Ory has six NBA. Robert. 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 Let Jared make up some more stats about Tom Brady. Cleveland Cavaliers. Tom Brady. Most handsome man in the NFL. I do not think he's handsome. That's not what you were telling me earlier. Uh, whatever. Um, wow, well, y'all are questioning everything now. I'm going to look this up. All right, Kevin. I don't, you guys have already said, I'll tell you this, Barry Sanders, greatest <laughs> running back in NFL history. Agreed. Okay, take that. But he didn't have his longevity as some other running backs. Hey, man, he, he, he left but the, the But the game. time that he played, he and, was and, the best. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you why he walked away. Because the Detroit Lions were terrible and he was going to lose his leg. <laughs> His legs are real short too. Gail Sayers, thirty years before, you make that argument too. Sure. Oh my goodness, Terry, you're making me wonder. Like, just because they're old, like you're, you're like, oh, that was the greatest or something. You just name two. Well, old we, we just, stay off of Terry's lawn. <laughs> we, 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 we just, we just name greatest, and then we. <laughs> Who's the greatest wide receiver of all time, dude? Like forty years ago, Don Jerry Hudson Ross. or Jerry Rice? Who? Jerry Rice. Don Hudson. Is that what you said? Randy Moss is number two. How can you not say Randy Moss? Jer- Jerry Rice, man. Jerry is. Ra- Randy, Randy Moss. Moss as, Randy Moss would say Jerry Rice. Randy Moss, as the NFL changed to more passing, still couldn't touch Jerry Rice's record. Here's what I, Can I make one more argument on Peyton Manning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jerry Rice is a fantastic quarterback. Ask their peers. Yes. And the high, you, you, you go and they Rich, would Rich ask, Cannon. they ask all their peers. It's just like Michael, the Michael Jordan case. All of his peers said he's the greatest. All the Peytons, when they play, he's the greatest. His peers. Okay. So, that's but Bud Jackson was the best player on Techno Super Bowl. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Tom, Tom Rathman. Reggie Watt was pretty amazing on Techno yes. Super Bowl. You're right. Bo Jackson, Bo best, Jackson best, best offensive player. And do you Lawrence guys Taylor was really good? Do you guys remember the code for Contra? Uh, get up, uh, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. BA select stuff. That's if that's for two players. players. <laughs> yeah. well, that's where we rolled the okay, ball. How are we going to get down? How are we going to do this? Uh, so that's. So sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, now, what you watching? What you watching? What you watching? Terry, what you watching? Just watched a weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> Been really enjoying ESPN series Basketball Love Story. Oh, great! Is it great? Okay, tell us why. Yeah, why have you been why you like love story basketball? Does Amanda watch it with you? No. Your your Micah oldest son? No. You watch it by yourself? Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> just some of the historical footage and um, some players of old um, read two biographies on uh, Jerry West the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And Former Memphis Grizzlies owner, GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but really not well known for that. It doesn't matter. Speaking of, that was my segue to the, I've been watching the Memphis Grizzlies win 11 of their 16 games thus far. It's November 20th of yeah, 2018. A couple so we'll slots see. ahead of the Golden State yep. Warriors. They're beating Golden State right now, Better record? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we'll, we'll see at the end of the year when they have a first round exit. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Go Tennessee. I want to be wrong. All right, Rad. What have you been watching? Someone on his phone. <sighs> no, um, I have I've been watching uh, a documentary on Netflix on uh, Donald Trump. His interviews by his friends and just, just – it's, it's fascinating. I mean, like it or not, he's, he's a, been a phenomenon. And so just learning about where he came from and how his aspirations 
arrived and how he became what he is. This is fascinating for me to, to watch that. There's a really good documentary hmm. on there. For um, the record, Brad has a MAGA hat on. <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> and I also watched uh, David Letterman has a uh, interview series that's just been put on Netflix. I, and I started watching I that. that. The first one was with President Obama and – uh, it it, it's it's amazing. I, I don't know if you guys have watched comedians uh, in car, in cars getting coffee. You go watch any of those series. Okay. It's, it's fascinating. Good. But it's basically a disarming way to have real inter, interviews with people is through humor and other things. And so I, I, he does a great job. He's pretty uh, pretty it's, interesting interview. It's longer. I it's saw longer. that one with Obama. Yeah. It's just not the five minute clip. Yeah. They can sort of go a little deeper in conversation. Yeah. Did they ask him hard questions? Well, he's pretty. He's a pretty big, a pretty big President Obama fan. So, so there just, wasn't. There's, there's, but but he has, But he gets him to open up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's not. He's not trying to pigeonhole him or sort. But he. But it's sure. interesting. I, to me, yeah, you know, I'm fascinated by that kind of thing. But those yeah, are some. I, think some I need to check those out. What about you, Jerry? I saw the new Grinch movie, uh, the kids movie, and uh, it's uh, it's worth watching. But I think it's the third best. So I like the original the best, the original cartoon, and then uh, I like the Ron Howard Jim Carrey version. That's second, and then this new cartoon is probably third. And one weird choice in it, Cindy Lou Who. So this is a spoiler alert. Cindy Lou Who uh, only has a single mother. Like, there's no dad. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's no dad in the picture at all. They, there's no mention of him. She's got, it's her, her mom, and two little twin brothers that are like maybe one year old, which is strange. Like, so the dad's totally out of the picture. And I mean, it's just, it's, I thought it was a weird. So did you watch this with your kids? Yeah. Do you watch cartoons without your kids? <laughs> um, rarely. But, I mean, we're, we get a pop culture pop podcast. So, so that's why we do yeah, it. I watch cartoons on my kids. I've only heard cartoons. I can hear them playing behind me and like the band and stuff all the time. I, you know what? I don't, I don't know why, but I don't, I really don't want, if, if they have a cartoon, I should, I feel, I feel bad, but, but like if, if they want me to watch a cartoon, I find myself working on something while they're watching the cartoon kind mm-hmm. of look I, I very, I don't sit down and enjoy it with them. Yeah, there's some, sometimes it's, it's good to, cause that's their world, you know, that's to kind of yeah. invest in their world and opportunities to, to talk about the negative and the positive. Do you watch YouTube videos with your kids? Because your boys like to watch YouTube stuff. Yeah, but I don't. I like. I like the uh, what is it? The they do little trick shots and stuff like Dude that. Perfect. Dude, perfect. Yeah. I, I like that. But they watch some videos. Like this, this news is. I don't get that. Like, I, I think, man, you're wasting your life. Like that's what I'm thinking. And I try to. I try. I've tried, but I, yeah. But I like the do perfect stuff. I just the mind, those Minecraft videos where they're watching people playing video games baffles me. I know. I, I saw I saw a meme recently though of a dad yelling at his kids for watching you. You're sitting around watching other people play games, and then it shows the dad sitting down and watching football. So uh, watching this is true. Games. Anyway, so can I go? Because you know I've been watching. I got so. Watching the Michigan Wolverines. Wolverines climb the rankings. What are college football? What are they ranked? They're four, and we will remain four because we're going to beat Ohio State. And, and then, <laughs> well, wait, how many years has it been? What? It's been a long time. I don't want to talk about that. We're, we're living in the now. I forget what is behind when I press on. Is there any chance that they drop out of the top four? Not if they win. Not if, if they beat Ohio State, State and then they win the Big Ten. Did Brady Hoke ever beat Ohio State? No. It's been since Lloyd Carr. 
Yeah, no, we did beat Ohio State. I'm pretty sure. Oh, for Richard. Pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Who was in some rough years? They, they all get mixed together. Oh, hey, um, bad. I can say nothing. I'm a Tennessee fan. Also, watch the uh, Instant Family movie, and uh, it's based loosely based on a true story. But they're a family adopting, thinking something's missing from their life, and so they want to adopt some kids, and they decide against it because they don't want to change. But then they sit down with the the wife's mother, and they're like harassing them about adopting children, and so they say, "Well, we're going to adopt just to prove y'all wrong." So they go and adopt, and there's this assumption that you know it ends positively. The movie does again spoiler alert um it ends positively positively but basically the argument of the movie is that adoption will change you for the better thus you should adopt and so it's this pragmatic reasoning behind it and uh that that i thought that was it's very vapid americanized in my opinion Uh, it's a sorry movie concerning why you should adopt um you know, biblically, as Christians, we, you know, God has adopted us through Christ, and there's no benefit to God for adopting us. Like, there's no, he, he gains nothing from it. He He did it out of love for us, and that's why you should adopt. You're, you're you know, giving your life to bring in this stranger into your family. It's not about them. It's not about what you're getting. It's about what giving for, you know what I'm saying? I mean, as far as, yeah. I mean, y'all have actually carried out adoption, and, um, but I thought that that was a, it was a very westernized, Americanized, selfish version of adoption. I thought. I mean, mm. it was a funny movie. There's conscience warnings in it, like crazy. But, but anyway, so mm, that's interesting. So I, I haven't seen I haven't seen the movie. My wife watched it, um, and that was I, I haven't talked to her about it a whole lot. She said I asked her if there's anything good in it, and, 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 <laughs> and I was like, so so t- so tell me something good because we 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 talked about it for like two minutes, and she said that one thing that was good is it it kind of showed like some of the honest conversation and some of the stuff that Christians don't talk about adoption but yes it's the gospel but man it's hard and um, mm. and, and you don't always like, you don't always feel great about it mm-hmm. and sometimes you're not proud of the way that you feel because it's hard no you're not proud um, you're ashamed yeah you're ashamed <laughs> and, 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 and yeah. you don't talk to anybody about the way that, that you feel sometimes because what you're doing is very difficult and oftentimes the kids have a lot of trauma and, and you, you always, always. That, that's right. There's, there's always, yeah. Yeah, always trauma. Yeah. Um, and and you you go into it and you, you're kind of expecting your love to be reciprocated, and then mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. It's oftentimes not, or it's at least not in a way that, that you need it because because you're a human being too. Sure. And so she, she said that it was. I think they tried to make those parts really funny, but for my wife, it was just kind of refreshing. Hey, at least it's it's honest. Yeah. About the difficult of fostering adoptions that I think it'd be impossible to you, you, correct me you guys agree with this adoptive fathers but it'd be impossible I mean there's just so many variables and differences and and <laughs> Adoptions for different people and different. I just, it's just, it's impossible to encapsulate all that. Put it in a nutshell in a movie form. Oh yeah, uh, and and and, it's, and especially adopting not from a biblical worldview. I mean, it's a different, it's yeah. a different ballgame. And how how many, how often when you three of you have done that? How many of you were around people adopting from non-biblical worldview, or were you at all? We were in our foster care classes a lot because 
it took so long to get our boys home, we decided we were going to do foster care. And so we were around a lot. Of, um, I would say that there was probably only two other believers in our foster care class. I, I think in the last 15 years, it's been very popular in culture in general. In culture in general, yeah. yeah. A lot of people die because of infertility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that's a great thing. You don't yeah, want absolutely, that. absolutely. But with that comes the reality that I think we can't when we went into it I can speak for us like nobody talks about it and you can't really talk about it because in talking about the pain there's reality this is your child and so there's some ways you can't talk about the realities of what you feel and, and openly honest at this point because you're raising this child And but I think at some point there needs to be and not to scare people away from it because it's worth it when you do it but uh, there's just realities that are, are kind of unspoken on it so anyway and then the reason I want to talk about it is not to I, I want to alleviate guilt yeah because because I think adoptive parents carry a lot of guilt yeah. sometimes of the way they feel and they need to know like this is a normal part of the process it doesn't mean you love your child any less you know I've talked to uh, I've talked to a lot of um, biological parents and they're like well like we love all of our children but but, but it's it's different for each one mm-hmm. um, and so like I, I want to alleviate guilt in adoptive parents all the while saying this is something we need to do we've been called to do and call the care mm-hmm. for orphans. We just need to have honest conversations about it because it's not just like, it's not an easy thing. No. It's interesting though that there's a movie about, I mean, I don't know anything about this movie, but um, I mean, it's, it's, it's so it's popular enough. Yeah, that's why I was asking. I was wondering yeah. what I'd like to see what the It's worth watching. I just, I mean, they try to make, like she said, they try to make it funny and so they end up, they say some awful things about the kids, like let's give them back and man, like, mm-hmm. like I mean, like really, and then they say, no, we're not going to do that. We'll never do that. But it's just, I don't know. But, and unfortunately, um, not not every adoption does work yeah. or does work out. And that was uh, uh, my wife watched it with um, Kev's wife and uh, Brad's wife. And just one of the comments she made is that because it's ultimately a movie, it did all work out in the end. But there's, especially in the foster system, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of situations where you, you don't get to adopt that child for whatever reason. And, oh, and you know, uh, and of course, uh, I think there is a level in which, you know, the movie is, is trying to encourage courage, you know, and, and so you, you want to be honest as you can, but as um, as encouraging as you can. So that's mm-hmm. a difficult balance. And yet yeah, it's based loosely on the director's uh, own journey of adopting three kids. Was that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I would recommend, I mean, I, honestly, I want kids to be adopted. Oh. So I don't, want to, I don't want to come off wrong. I just, I just feel, I, I wish somebody would have, I, I feel like it would have alleviated a lot of our guilt and prepared us better if, if somebody would have had just an honest conversation with us. Yeah. Yeah, about and, and I, about we, yeah, we choose to do it on a personal level. I'm thankful for people who have written books on it or speak right. on it. But, you know, reality is we're, we're raising our son. I don't want him to be a sermon illustration. Yeah. I don't want him to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, the reality is we, we have challenges in raising all of our kids. and, and it, But I don't know. I, sh- I don't know if y'all feel the same way. Like I struggle being open about some of those realities here and now. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But outside of personal. Very, yeah. Yeah. You're doing very guarded. And then people can't understand it, but, but I, I would love to. Yeah. I, I, just, I just feel like a lot of adoptive parents yeah. are just kind of closed off and not talking to you're each right. other. Yeah. yeah. And they need each other. They really, yeah, really need each other. They really, really do. do. Well said. Can, I, can we ask you some questions, man, sure. about the podcast? We're fascinated. I'm fascinated by what you did. So I guess I'm out of 
the loop. But how do you find, even find out about movies? Like, I don't even, I don't, I don't watch ton of TV. I watch a little bit, but I don't, I don't really see previews that much anymore. Where, like, where do you learn about? It? Do you, do you go proactively looking yeah. at what movies are? Uh, I don't, I just don't. I don't know what's out there. I just go under like Rotten Tomatoes upcoming movies and see if there's anything that's possible. Like, we could review. And talk with Jeff about it. What are you looking for in a movie when you... Something to talk about. Something that's not same old, same old. You know, if it's a Disney movie or if it's a Pixar that's going to have something to talk about. Like, you know, technology or uh, anything. We go on the internet, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) The the interweb? (laughs) The interweb? The the internet that I've ever invented. Do you know that Al Gore is, or my wife Amber, is somehow kin to uh, Al Gore? And David Crockett, maybe. I don't know. Another. And Stevie Ray Vaughan. No, I'm just kidding. That would be awesome, though. I, I buy that one. <laughs> What's the uh, we, the favorite your favorite movie that you you all have done on the podcast? About? Probably a quiet place. Mm-hmm. Great scary movie. When do you and Jeff like normally find time to record? Because that, that that's another thing we find time. We just force ourselves usually Sunday nights when we record on podcasts, like <laughs> like after everything. So you preach two sermons mm-hmm. and then you record a like podcast. Nice. That sounds like the last possible day oh I want to do a podcast. Like what? <clears throat> Jeff, I struggle with Sunday morning. He doesn't preach Sunday morning. But he preaches like for the, forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he preaches like an hour and a half. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's probably like an hour, though. Uh, what are questions you got? Okay. It's interesting. I don't know. All right. Y'all, were, y'all ready to talk about the movie? Where'd you get your boots? Uh, French's CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you would be open to them being okay. a sponsor of the show, hey, right? I've got another yes. question. Yes. The, like, I'm listening to you describe that. Like, I'm listening to you describe that movie about adoption. I'm like, you're dissecting it off the... Do you ever wish that you're not thinking about all this stuff, that you can just watch it and enjoy it? Do you, can you watch it and enjoy it? Yeah, just like I enjoy... I'm enjoying it, but, you know, we're talking about it. Like, I'm telling you... It's like any conversation, you know, you're you're thinking apologetically or Christian worldview. It's just how I think about everything. I guess it just depends what you're into. I, I just watched you do that on a basketball game, the inbounds. You yeah, know, do you enjoy watching it when you're like dissecting the, the... There's times I wish I, did, I wish I could just watch it. Oh, okay. Like I'm sitting over here. I'm like, I can show you how to do that, Brad. I just sit there and watch it. <laughs> I know what's going on. What about you, Matt, with, with music? Do you wish that you weren't thinking about the... Or uh, Kevin? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, about basketball too you, you do the same well it's been so long now that I really do just enjoy music now because I don't remember all that stuff but. I used to think I could coach but like I'd like to coach but you're sitting over there like a real coach and I'm not did the rest of you all know everything he was talking about no okay that's good that makes me feel better oh yeah all you can handle, bro. I got it. No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, that makes me feel better. You like using all kinds of terms I've never heard, and I've been. I, I consider. You know, I played basketball all the time. <laughs> See, we were watching basketball, and Brad was giving us the play-by-play, literally. Describing the defense. Go ahead, use some of the terms. Sets. Tell them some of the terms, Brad. Tell. Them. No, but I just did what you did. And I've got, I've got about Terry. Could you make? Could you, is there a symbol? Is there a symbol or <laughs> Terry's on sound can, sound effects tonight? <laughs> like, yeah. Can you bang? Can you bang something? <laughs> <else> or, 
Hey, for real? Like, like, I don't know. Look, I, I just stoked the fire, Brad. Forget it now. Just let it go out of your fault. Like, I'm exhausted. I just watched that movie, and I was trying to. I've I, I really enjoyed your podcast. I'm trying to think about the, what you guys did. I just took about six, seven pages, and no, I'm exhausted, man. And I was thinking, man, that was. I would have liked to just sit back and watch it. Do you ever? Do you ever wish you could go back? Most of the time, we're in a movie theater and we're not taking notes at all. We're just watching it, and we'll go home and read it on Wikipedia or something like somebody who is sit down and wrote the story out if we missed anything or man this is inside access here this is good yeah we'll just so we do most of the time when we first watch it we don't take notes because it's in the movie theater you know just enjoying it but we're we are you, you do dissect you get to where you ask just particular worldview questions just automatically as you're watching do you so, read up on a movie before you go just the conscience stuff okay just like fun. Yeah, usually just the, the, if it's rated PG-13 or R why is it and we'll decide if we want to do it or not so when you and Jeff disagree uh, which one of you is right you know usually me you okay. know he's, he's, he's uh, <laughs> no he we disagree just a few times on, on a uh, theme or or on we disagree on, on, on uh, uh, set movie Beauty and the Beast we disagreed with us okay I thought there was a lot more. Uh, Do you ever feel weird as two grown men sitting and watching a cartoon together? No. You don't? <laughs> no. Oh, was that the cartoon or the, or the new? No, we sit real close to each other. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not trying to make you feel <laughs> weird, but I, would feel weird. I feel like I would feel weird. Feel weird. Will you and Jeff go together and watch Wrecker Ralph too? Maybe. He doesn't like uh, Sarah Silverman, I don't think. He didn't like the first record route. My kids loved it. Like, oh, it was I'm really not trying unique. To, but, like, do you, but who like, like you, so you like, you're, see, when you view cartoons, I'm thinking, I'm not thinking of it whether I like it or not. You do. That's it's interesting. It's, it's a story. It's a story. It's got a, you do? a good story. Yeah, man, that's some good cartoons. Oh, seriously, you do? It's like the highest grossing movies in the past yeah. 10 years have been. I, I'm not going to go and watch a cartoon by myself at the movies. Right. No, but, of course but, not. But, 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 when I, but when I take my kids. Because I, I got a podcast I never did before. But, yeah. But when I take my kids, I watch. I mean, you're going to sit in there. I enjoy some of them. Uh, I, enjoy, the, I enjoy the team. I had a fascinating go go movie. I don't enjoy cartoons. Did y'all do one on Coco, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Just Coco a few weeks ago, a lady cut my hair in, in Memphis. You know, she's uh, uh, from Mexico and Roman Catholic. And she mm. got to talk about Coco. And we had a great conversation, you know. And she, uh, you know, if you know that, you, you, all, you all did an episode on this, right? And she's single and uh, getting to be a little older. And she talked about the fact that it sort of made her sad that she wouldn't have anybody to put up. She didn't have kids. Anybody to put her picture up on the wall. You know? Nobody remember her. Nobody remember her. And I was, you know, that's just watching cartoon with my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, that's miserable. This. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, you know, right there in the, in my haircut. Pretty sad conversation. Mm-hmm. Your hair is good, by the way. And they, Always. in that movie Coco, they make it beautiful. Like they make that a beautiful thing. Like right, like this is a good thing to be remembered and to pursue being remembered. And, and it's a misery. Like it should be a horror movie, mm-hmm. and it should be a, like a not something kids are watching. At the same time, though, she was thankful, and I was thankful too, that we finally had uh, something in that genre that represented uh, or gave expression to another culture. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we wouldn't agree with some of the religious undertones, but uh, some Latin culture, Latin culture was nice to see, and she was very appreciative of that. Obviously, yeah. And in that in that movie, the, the nuclear, you know, the traditional family is exalted, which is because they're emphasizing Latin culture. Mm-hmm. They're emphasizing American culture. They're going to 
mess it up like in the Grinch. So you should watch cartoons, bro. That's what we're saying. It's With good. your kids. So speaking of movies that you shouldn't watch. I, lo- I watch cartoons. I watch <laughs> cartoons because I love my kids. I don't want... I, I, there's, I don't find... I, uh, I enjoyed watching Up. Those are... Yeah. Very rarely do I find them. I enjoy myself. But anyway. Yeah. Moana's great. Your Moana is great. Wonderful. Thank you. Jeff did a lot on that one. It was good. Good job, Jeff. Good job, Jeffrey. Wish you were here, Jeff. All right, let's That's the truth. let's uh, get to our movie uh, upgrade. Upgrade. Very, very interesting. All right, so the way that we break this down is we we look at God's uh, in Scripture. You know, the God's uh, the story God is telling in history: creation, fall, redemption, and glorification. And so we take that framework and we look at this movie. So, uh, so what would you guys say creation looks like in upgrade? Maybe before. Um before the fall, that's uh, before the accident, and then being happily together um, in the car, no one's driving, they're enjoying one another, and that there. it's good in separation. Okay. But creation's flawed, but there's a lot of creation's evolving, and you know, to, to be made human, made in the image of God, is seen as faulty or lesser. There's something better out there, so in that way, I think creation's flawed um, and, and more. And, Seen as something greater out there. Okay. Brad, Kevin, you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, no, you are, man. You got I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that even in like when, so when life is still good, there's still a tension of how life is best um, with 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 technology or without. And so that, I think there's still there's a desire for uniqueness um, in in the main character. I don't even remember his name. Gray. Gray. Um, you know, because it seems like his wife everything's run by technology, and he's kind of doesn't, doesn't want that as much. Um, but I, but I agree with Matt. It, it seems like like they their life is kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think there was there's symbols all throughout of creation. You know, I I, I was look, I was trying to look this up on my phone real quick, but there I don't know if y'all noticed the archetypal A throughout. Yeah, like the Stonehenge stones going against each other. I think I mean it's mm-hmm. symbolic for Adam. But when you went down the shadows of whatever it was, there were A's throughout the things that were hanging at the end where that the uh, detective lady was laying on that. There were there were wires. Hanging, they're formed A's. It was, it was all, all over the place. Yeah, all over that. And uh, there was this. There's the terminal. There's several different creations. Um, you know, there was there was the original and then the fall, uh, which I guess we'll get to. But uh, you know, the, the, they use creation language um, and recreation language all throughout. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And as they walk down to that home of King, it, I don't know if you know, it was like a garden. I don't know if y'all noticed that the yeah. bushes yeah. and the and the trees that were up in there the cloud he was for, he was like forming he was a, a cloud, cloud forming a cloud he was like a godlike figure that was creating all these things um i thought that was interesting hmm. yeah let, let's uh i forgot to do the conscience warning um what's well, a rated r movie there's uh there's a lot of language there's a lot of violence there's some gore um <laughs> A little, oh, a lot, a lot of gore, a lot of violence. Um, anything else? You can't get it. Kevin, give us the line. <laughs> I don't know what you want. Go ahead. There, there are some four-letter words. God's name in vain. There's a suicide attempt. A face chopped in half, <laughs> and a head exploded off a man's shoulders. It, you didn't talk about chopping up one guy's face with a knife. Yeah, I didn't think that was that bad. <laughs> 
it was pretty it's pretty intense yeah man. it's it's so, it's pretty rough two people cold in the first five minutes shot cold yeah it's, and so I think I think that is summed up with the word gore and there's some heavy kissing with a married couple are they married in real life no no I mean like on the movie oh, okay. yeah I don't think they're married in real life but they could be we'll have, to, we'll have to fact check that yeah alright uh, fall so we have come on I got a question for you yes don't sir. you do a synopsis somewhere in this what if people like, haven't watched this oh Sorry. Um, all right, so uh, you need to let him on the podcast. Dude, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, fall. I'm a fan of this. Like, I, I feel like I'm... like fall. Uh, so what happened? So how does fall happen in Upgrade? What is the movie arguing is the fall? I, I, I mean, all throughout, it's like there, there's this. Uh, the, the real world is more painful than the virtual world. I mean, that came up a bunch, and so his his life falls apart when his wife is murdered. He is, you know, uh, paralyzed, and he, he, you know, at one point he says, "I'm just looking for the off switch." Like, there's there's no coming back from that. There's no hope for him. Um, so somebody who, who who wanted to do things with his hands, somebody who wanted to live separate from technology, somebody who wanted to be free and and live his life and, and it's, it's it's shattering it's gone because of that. that's good any others you got anything to add to fall yeah we got a lot of stuff to add to it. go ahead Matt alright so I wrote fall happens when <laughs> go ahead Matt <laughs> when uh, when people blindly embrace technology and technology controls us rather than us controlling technology um, the, the movie in my opinion the movie is arguing that um, that basically when when all of us hear that beep on our phone and we pick it up and we're constantly being controlled by our phones. We're constantly being controlled by technology that, and especially social media that we, we are the the main character living in a fake world, rather live in a fake world than the real world. Mm-hmm. And so social, I think it's a social media thing. They're, they're arguing that, you know, the, the way this guy gray starts out with technology, he he's, controlling it then gradually technology takes over him Mm -hmm. and he ends up living in a fake world by the end of the movie and that's what we voluntarily do when we are engulfed in social media um and not having real relationships with our family our friends the church um i I don't think it's talking about the church but i think that's what it's arguing in Mm. in the movie Um, and it's and and all of the technology is an attempt or it's the vehicle to get away from the effects of the fall. Yeah. Because right. some of the some of the effects of the fall is in separation from his wife, but also it's in you know being a paraplegic. Yeah. And so he can't do what he's supposed to do. He can't work with his hands working on the car. His body's broken. His body's broken and uh, so to fix the fall, he can get runs to Technology is one of the things. So. And then there's yeah. there's side there are side effects to the technology. I think. In, in, anyways, but yeah, I almost thought that it was saying the converse of what you just said. That that technology was the savior, and right. that the resistance to it was the fall, and the living outside of that. Because if you notice, every place that was evil and dark in the movie and broken, there it was less technology or primitive. Where the murder's home, or the the bolt, the skull and crossbones bar, it, was, it wasn't. These weren't high tech places, uh, and like it's so it was like a running from tech. And the tent cities where the murder of the you know, the, so these are primitive and, and places. Where, and where he got the password to the uh, yeah now that ended up turning on him but where he got the password to get to stand up again there are all those people in there with their VR machines you know whatever they're called yeah
I think it was arguing for the right use of technology. Like, mm-hmm. it's not arguing for you to separate. It's saying, in my opinion, it's saying, it's saying the right use. Um, Don't let it control you. In other words, you've got to control it. Like, you, you've got to, you've got to use it as a vehicle to do what you want. Like at the beginning, so this technology is in his, you know, his uh, spine, but his brain controls it. Like, I have to ask your permission. You know, STEM has to has to ask permission before he can do anything. So, you know, the, I think it's arguing that uh, that we must control technology and we, see it as an avenue. Instead of slowly giving permission to, okay. to take us. Uh, yeah, uh, so did you think there was a Genesis 3 moment in, in it, like a clear-cut fall, or was it just effects that were more just all effects in the fall? Was there one moment that kind of um, culminated in the fall? I think fall happens in that world when technology controls us. The fall is at the end of the movie. Uh, mm. when the stem takes over. Okay. Completely with no, there's no more resistance. There's no more. Okay. There's nothing he can do at that point. Um, that he's utterly hopeless there. There was a, did y'all notice how when they were both killed, or when, they, when she was killed and they were, he was injured, did you see how they, they stopped the hands? Like there was the, the separation between the two? Uh, as their bodies were laying on the ground, it was like, it, did you, I don't know if you know, so it was almost even like there was a Da Vinci painting, mm-hmm. reaching out to God, there was that kind of separation. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that was a yeah. a moment that really, yeah, the hands were to be so I, I think the, 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 the movie builds, and I think technology is a functional savior in the first half of the movie mm-hmm. until it becomes this domineering lord right. over all. So it can be savior as long as it's not lord, right? Well, I think that that's that's the progression as it plays in this movie, and, and I don't don't disagree that the fall is complete at the end um, when he is in that world and no longer has any say. But there is the aspect of the fall of his wife's murder and his accident. That that's where everything begins spiraling completely out of control because technology it, it's a functional saver. They're riding in a car; they don't have to drive. They're they're they're, they're, they're save, save me from traffic. Um, there's uh, the, the functional saver of technology in their home where the the climate is set and for, everything is for him. Set. It literally once after the after the accident, it literally was his life source. It fed him. It it, 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 it yes, it, it fed him until his surgery, which then literally. Restored what he had lost, and at first gave him things he never had before. For other characters in the movie, technology was a functional, functional savior because it gave them their life back. It, it gave them the ability and capacity to do things that they could never have done before. One of the characters talks about how he is is greater than mankind now. He's he's a greater human, also because of what technology has done. But mm-hmm. then it shifted and it became a dominating master. Type and isn't that, isn't that what sin does? I mean, it's a, we're, we're uh, because of sin. There's the fall, the effects of the fall. But what do we continuously run to to try to make our lives better? Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we're in brokenness, and so we continue to rely on sin to kind of to, to, to give us pleasure and to numb the pain. And we try, we, yeah. we, we try to fix our brokenness mm-hmm. with sin all the time. And uh, and it's not till the end of the movie that you realize because because it does seem like after the fall, like after he loses his wife that the technology is going to give him life back and mm-hmm. at the end it actually takes it all away. 
I don't know what you put in. You know, it seems like you got creation, fall. Normally, say creation, fall, redemption, glorification, or restoration. But if you don't go to redemption, the right redemption, then you, you know, creation, fall, no redemption, and then you got the end of the movie. Well, how, does, the how, does, how does redemption happen in this world? Well, well I, I think I think he, you know, at first he wasn't. It wasn't. He was not. He did not embrace technology. He was, in fact, he was. He was bitter that he was relying upon the thing that he hated from the beginning. Oh, this yeah, technology came in that, and so he resisted that. He hated that. He was bitter toward that. But at some point, it was that technology. It was the surgery. Was the salvation when he had an implant? Did mm-hmm. you? Can I? Princes? Did you guys ever have an Atari where you had one of those little chips in each game that you put in? It looked just like that little roach thing. Did you ever have one of those? A little Atari game? Mm-mm. I had an older brother. They had the regular cartridges, but then they had this this version. You can put these little. It looked just like that. But, anyway. But uh, but it was that surgery that was kind of like the salvation moment. He died. He went and went into that to put that in. Um, and you know, so I think when he when he he resisted that all along, but when he surrendered to that technology, it seemed to be a savior. But at the end, it turned out not. Yeah, it, saying, it seemed to be a savior. And if you notice, he didn't even he didn't even want to have the surgery. What made him want to have the surgery is when uh, he said, you know, what, what was your wife want? What would she want? And it seemed like. They, that pushed him over the edge. Well, but that, she was very open to technology before. She was very open to technology. And interesting that later on they tell us that that line, what would your wife want, was told him. You know, so he's, right. like, me, me, he's this messenger yeah. who's telling... And, and if... Ultimately, because what his new technology gives him rather than life back is actually a the capacity for vengeance. And, and that's what he goes after. And that's where uh, if there's any any redemption in this, if there's any redeeming love, I think it is his mother's care for him. Yeah. When he cannot care for himself. Yeah. She bathes him. She she helps feed him. She shaves his beard after months. Yes. Um, and that is pre-surgery. She, she saved his life when he was choking. Exactly, he's having some, maybe a seizure of some type or something, an episode, and, and mom saves him. It's pre-technology. It, it, it's a mother's love. It's a redeeming love. My question, that's the only real element of redemption that, that I saw, that, that or at least could maybe well, say, say it this way, that's the yeah. only element of redemption that is real. That's real. That, that's real. That's not um, And he trades that for fake. Yeah. Right. Instead and, of her. Uh, and did you, do you see how it was contrasted with the maternal voice of the robot? who said, will you and Asha be eating dinner today? You know, mm-hmm. cold cow singing things that, mm-hmm. that are the, you know, as he was trying to OD, it, it's, 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 it doesn't, but that, that you're, what Will said. Wow. Yeah, saying. that is much better. I thought you were looking at ESPN magazine all the time. <laughs> How did you? You didn't take notes, and you got all this. Did you? You're smarter than me. Very smart. Very smart. Matt. Matt took some killer notes on a brochure. <laughs> we have got. I do have one here. I'm not explaining. I have tandem bike written down. That's that's weird. Just just words that are fun to say. Okay. What about glorification? Glorification. Glorification. Did we talk about redemption? What was redemption? Redemption. Mm-hmm. So you happened just landed the redemption right here. Uh, well, we enjoy real relationships more than okay, yeah, the fake or more than eat more than yeah. revenge or yeah. um, glorification 
Well, you thought you thought it was when he was back with his wife in the hospital bed, and everything was white. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I still don't know what 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 that was. If you, had, if you know, do you think that? I guess the question is: Do you think the movies arguing that that's glorification, or do you think that glorification is him being a paraplegic with a real loving relationship with his mom? Mm. I think the movies are. I think the movies arguing. That uh, the, the former that it's because remember you know when he's he's doesn't want to shoot the detective kind of remind me of Roman Seven like within mm-hmm. you know I don't want to kill it you know I don't want to do this but I do I don't you know yeah. and but eventually there he was set free from that waging war and he was back where he wanted to be and then his evil whatever was able to finish the the, the job but I don't know I mean that would be my guess it's the former but I don't know what do y'all think yeah because I I think the technology just dumbs him down to a place where kind of ignorance is bliss. Like, he doesn't know what's going on anymore in reality. You know, he, he, he tries to fight back. He, try, he tries everything he can to fight back. Um, but there's nothing he can do to redeem himself. And and, and so, yeah, and, he, and he, he ends up not knowing what's going on. And so, in, in his mind, he, he thinks everything is perfect, but he's still not redeemed in any, in any real way. And so, I don't think the movie would, would be arguing that life is a paraphrase with your mother is better than than just being ignorant of everything going on. Just being on social media all yes. the time. Mm. Yeah, and, 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 and there's no real life at all. Is, it, is there a small the, snippet of the, the, the pain is better than no real life at all. Yeah. Is there a small snippet of glorification when everything crystallizes and he sees the plans that STEM has systematically put into place? It, 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 it's not redeeming, but the the everything makes sense now. That, that, that this artificial intelligence has been pursuing him the whole time and has set up this domino effect, this chain reaction of things that happens that leads him to that point and now he knows. Now then the reality's gone. The reality's gone. The fake enters in. So it's not real glorification. They even use the language of algorithm and yeah. I mean there's algorithms that are pursuing us. Yep. Like you like us talking and your phone hears it and eventually you see a search on Facebook of right. what you were saying mm-hmm. that you need to buy for Christmas or whatever. Yep. Like you That's see creepy. you see something pop it, up. It says you know, one of the, the most powerful things is when he's having a dialogue with Aaron King, the founder of the, the one, or I guess founder of the STEM. He said, I'm not looking to restore my life. I'm looking for an off switch. Yeah. There was a there was a clear cut. I don't know if you guys found it uncanny, the comparisons between like STEM being the Holy Spirit, the guy, the, uh, the, 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 the salvation experience, the restoration of, of life, all the, those interactions. Um, it was almost a, I, I mean, I, I just got to believe Hollywood's not doing doing this to build up Christianity. I feel like it was a, a commentary. It's kind of a, this is a fake reality that, that you're living in. You're letting this control your life. You should remove this from your life so you can just enjoy your relationships, even in brokenness. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of... Yeah, I mean, to, to your point, okay, there, there's a... I mean, the, the founder of the, the STEM chip, I mean, it, it is a Jesus healing the cripple moment. Yes. I mean, it really is. I mean, yeah, you know, he 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 get, puts into him what he needs <laughs> to regain his life. Interesting, you know, Jesus always telling his life. Go, don't tell anybody that I did this. Yes, yes that's I mean, the, whether whether the writers knew or not, they they are taking part of the narrative from the gospels, uh, the, the gospel writers' account of Jesus. Yeah. So, um, you know, the all-seeing eyes, the drones everywhere. And, 
it's the ability to track. I mean, he was the, the Aaron King was really a godlike character. It's pretty pretty amazing. But in the end, until he has the, to be the, put the, under the thumb of yeah, the restoration scene the, in the hospital. There was no technology in that, was it? It was a fake, though. It was just a fake world. And, uh, it was just in his brain. He wanted to live in that brain. world. That's what he wanted. But so, so, and, and now he's trapped in his, in his mind, not in control of any of his faculties. And so he's still responsible. I mean, it seems that he's still responsible for what that thing is doing because it's still him doing well, That's the question. Yeah, wow. that's, that's right. Yeah, I agree with you. That's the so it's like, is, well, it que- is it questioning what the reality is? Kind well, of? I think it's questioning like, like if you're on social media all the time and it destroys all the relationships around you, it's still your fault. Even though you want to live in that fantasy world, I mean, you're still responsible for all the, the damage that is being done uh, to your relationships okay. all around you. That would tie together the VR stuff and the fake world. That was amazing. That's an amazing scene. I think there was a lot being said there. I mean, what what is being portrayed there? I mean, the medicine bottles was the glow sticks. I'm sure, like a rave party. Yeah. Uh, so this this type of thing, these these idols that people are giving themselves to try to mask over the pain. Yeah. The VR. These people were just the, they the, don't the false world was a lot less painful. Is that the line? They don't yeah. sleep. They don't. I mean, they're just they don't eat. They look like, but that's what we're doing. We We look at at these iPhones in our hands, yeah. We look at like crazy people. You know, it's like. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember the golfer's name, but there was a recently at a tournament. It was the Brooks Kepka, I think is his name, and he hit he hit the hit the golf ball and went over to the people watching and hit a lady like an eye. So hear the story, and she and apparently everyone around her didn't help her. Oh wow! They were taking pictures of her, and she went nuts. And you sort of. It's like you're these people have become disconnected from reality. That was a big point of the movie. That that this lady just got hit by a golf ball. It sears the conscience. So I think she can't see. And the first thing they think is they think this is real. So I'll take a picture of it because I got to show it to my friends. I was there. Yeah. And yeah. So they, they're just disconnected from reality. And that's there's lots of. And in, in the movie, so Brad mentioned like the places the technology were dark, but is that is that to signify that the ones that the world thinks are crazy are the ones who are saying we can't let them win. You know, we, 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 they're, they're, they're off the grid, so they're the crazy ones in the movie. And it's crazy. Isn't that crazy when somebody's like, I don't have Facebook, but I'm not on Twitter, or I have a flip phone. We're like, what's wrong with you? You know, but maybe maybe they're not the crazy. Yes. You know? In Tony Reckie's helpful book, 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You, he writes about a situation where there's a, a crowd gathered at, I believe, a movie premiere. And I believe it was a movie starring Johnny Depp. And um, people are taking photographs of the crowd as Johnny Depp makes his appearance and everyone's got their smartphone filming or taking pictures of Johnny Depp except this one older lady who's standing there watching and he, he writes oh, so, oh that was the Princess Megan I think that was Megan Markle's way was that what you're talking about? perhaps I don't know yeah. uh, what the event was but the reality of our eyes aren't yeah. good enough anymore yeah. to take in the moment yeah. we, we went on a hike today and what are we doing we're pulling out our phones taking pictures and, and not that that's evil or wicked but 
there certainly was a day in our lifetime where that would not have been a reality, but we would just take it in. You make sure to send me the ones that you got of me. Absolutely. (laughs) We won't send them to Terry, though. (laughs) No, no, no. No, your point point is true, and and that's, I'm I'm joking. Let's let's talk about the story. So I should have done this at the beginning, but we basically ask five questions of movies, and we start with what's the story. So y'all tell me what I got wrong, what you want to add. This is from IMDb. Set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. Is that a good summary of the movie? Kind of what your appetite? No. No. And blood. (laughs) And blood. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the next question we ask is, where am I? So the style and shape of the imaginary world. Uh, so what did y'all think of the cinematography, the story, uh, how it was shot, the score? Probably a little uh, critical. Um, the dialogue, I thought, was occasionally, I don't know the word, but cheesy. Cheesy dialogue? Yeah, I just thought the dialogue was too. I mean, the, the, the effects and such were cool, but, but just the... Is that because he's talking to computers? No, I just thought the... Just the things he said sometimes. Yeah. I, just, I wasn't going. Oh, that's a great. I never. Well, not many times. Oh, that was a great line. You know, just, yeah. But it's still an entertaining movie. But yeah. In my opinion, so much was put on the technology slant, and then the fight scenes. Right. That that really that that overrode really the rest of the movie for me. As far as the rest of the movie was not up to par of those things. Right. Yeah. No, I was saying. Yeah. I enjoyed the music. Um, I thought. I thought the music was futuristic, but it wasn't too, I don't know, they could have made it much more, like you, you watch some movies that are, they're trying to be futuristic, and it's all this techno weirdo stuff, now this had little techno in it, but it wasn't, I mean, it, legitimately, in 10, 15 years, that, that type of music could be popular, you know, I don't know. I didn't notice. It. I didn't notice it either. I, I thought it was, I thought it was amazingly done, the technology, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this fascinated me. I'm not very technologically savvy, so it impressed me. But uh, wow, but, I mean, I'm sure that it was it seemed realistic. All the interactions and the, imagine being, having to act out, yeah. try t- try to act out as an actor from you know you're you're talking like a normal person, then all of a sudden you're moving robotically. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. But we're not. The, then, I mean, imagine if we if all that we have today. With smartphones and Alexa or, or, or whatever, you know, if we would have told you, I remember watching Jetson, uh, the Jetsons going up and, say, and and saw them talking to somebody on like a, on the TV, a yeah. screen, and thinking, man, that'll never happen, yeah. flying cars and stuff, and it's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just... Yeah, how do you do a fight scene where it looks, where your face looks like you're not in control? I mean, that's what he was doing. Yeah. He was, his, his arms and legs were flailing around, but his face is like, What's happening? That was kind of weird to me. So how did how he acted like that? It had to be yeah. difficult. Yeah. And then his, his movements and stuff were crazy, and how it was just from one moment to the next. So the actor, we gotta give the actor chops, I think, for and just the chore what's the choreography, the choreography, um, the fights, and and I thought all that was well done. Um, and even, By the way, he uh, 
he, uh, on Wikipedia, the, the main actor, went to the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Really? Oh, you're kidding. Go boss. That is cool. Hey, and my question is, why did the bad guy not just sneeze on everybody? Yeah, that's a good Man, question. for real. Well, that's a potent weapon. Stim uh, evidently wanted the duty guy. Like, that's why he didn't let that guy kill, kill uh, Ray. I like, Stim was controlling the other dude, too. Oh, okay. Um, like he had sent him to, to uh, kill his wife. Basically, he wanted basically a host that was uncontaminated with other. Everybody had like these little nano things in them, didn't they? These bots or some yeah, sort of technology. Yeah. yeah. Mark of the Beast. Mark of the there beast. you go. Um, did any of y'all, who did you identify? So if you could pick a character in there, <laughs> like who did you identify with? Anyone? Who said identify with? Like who did you root? Like who were you uh, rooting for? Who. Uh, Anybody in this? The mom, maybe? Mom. The mom? Okay. Gray's mom because I have a son in a wheelchair. I was thinking, yeah, you know, I took so. care of a guy with Lou Gehrig's disease for two years who looked just like that guy. Oh, really? Oh, well. Just in, you know, you did, you know, you did everything for him. So and that was interesting to watch that hmm. uh, in that way. And, it was, and to see sort of the pain that man's face, especially at first. I think doing this, that's the kind of thing you miss out on that question. Like, I'm, I'm analyzing it, so I'm not really identifying with somebody. I'm, I'm analyzing it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. I mean, I, I resonate with the, the main character because I think that to varying degrees, we're, we're, I'm a slave to technology. Like, I mean, you know, the phone beeps, I pick it up, the, you know, and I imagine that it. We're all holding our phones right now. I know, I know. I mean, like, you feel naked without your phone. Like, you feel, um, like, I, I wake up every morning and I read, I check uh, Fox News, my email, Twitter. I mean, before I get out of bed and, and see if I got any text messages or anything, every morning. And um, it's just a habit. It's, you know, and if it beeps or rings, I go and pick it up. And most, I, I haven't figured out how to turn off Twitter's stupid alerts. And so I get a text or a notification when somebody I can help you that, that yeah. hits a hits somebody tweets something and it yeah, and it does no something. Yeah. Um, but I go and pick it up like a like if like Jeff Jeff has said before on the show that if aliens looked at us and you know who's controlling who? Like, are you really controlling your phone? Like, would they? You know, they've never seen a phone. Who's the boss? You know. What would they think? Tommy Danza. <laughs> Tommy Danza. That's a good answer. Always the right answer. <laughs> but, uh, and so if our phones would appear, you know, to be controlling us, are they controlling us? Like, are they, can you set it down? Can you, should we set times of day that we're like, hey, for 30 minutes, like we do our kids. We don't just give our kids a tablet, let them run around with it all day long. Is that, is that frowned upon? Did y'all see Ben, ben, ben Sass a couple of, maybe, oh, no, it was this week. He said, uh, he was yeah. talking about pediatrician and uh, he said, a pediatrician told him that there's two worlds that come into his office every two very distinct worlds. Those who give their kids unlimited access to devices and those who give their kids who limit their kids access to devices those are the two worlds you know what's fascinating I mean there's so many things like this and I've really been wrestling this I found myself getting on to my kids and pushing them outside taking screens away from them but then I think to myself and and for me for with our jobs we're constantly this is what we use this as a tool to administer people and all these other things but what am I doing if if we have the new upgrade it tells you have y'all seen the oh yeah you get the Sunday 
morning? Yes. I did it at nine o'clock. I'm about to sit down to Sunday like, school. Man. And every every week a, a thing pops up and says, Your device usage is up or down this week. Yeah. And you're right, right about to walk into Jerry church. tells you how much time you spend on social media. Oh wow. And I'm like, what am I modeling? I mean the more is caught than taught. And yeah. you know, yeah, I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I do. I, I think about that. It's, these are great. It's a great questions, and um, it's amazing how much how much control of our lives, how much access. You think about all that we put on Facebook. That we get all the our private lives, and I read an article one time. Yeah, you're right. I, I read an article one time. It was a homosexual, and the title of it, the title of the article was "Facebook knew I was gay before I actually came out." Like because they post, yeah. Based on the algorithm, you know, based on the things that he was liking, and you know, he ne- he hadn't even come out, and it started suggesting particular. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I, was, it's I was reading an article the other day that the Silicon Valley, like a lot of the Silicon Valley guys, they send their kids to schools where they don't have technology, God, don't have so screens, and it's amazing. But well, you know what? They get all the statistics and data, and they're 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 weaning their kid, they're they're raising their kids to not be on the. Well, uh, why would uh, Apple be? sending us telling us how much we're on our phones I mean they, there has to be something that they see that is more harmful than yeah. helpful and they want us to put our phones down they want, they're going to shame you and say your usage is up this week or they're about to sell us something to get us off of maybe so why is Instagram Instagram now if you, if you scroll through it'll say it'll put a thing on your feed saying you've seen all the posts from the last few days oh wow in, in essence saying get outside old man oh, yeah, what do you do it? And, wow uh, Facebook would do that the, the their normal post this week, which is a no. It's not. You reached you reached the end of Facebook. I didn't know there was an end. Man, you can't remember that the world about the internet. You know, you got to reach the end. I've, I've read it all. What's your uh, and there a couple of questions? Uh, there's uh, there's. Three more. All right. So number three, we asked, what is good, true, and awesome here? What is common grace? So what are the good things? Man, they have a good marriage. Marriage. Good marriage. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. As in what? Stoke the fires of romance. Stoke the fires of romance. Terry said the mother. That was just, mm-hmm. what? I'll say. Boy, I wish, I wish I could watch it again and watch those scenes a little closer after what you said, Terry. That's really. Uh, I think I think the detective has a sense of right and wrong. Is trying to do her job. Um, even when she at first knows there's no way he could be a suspect. She she is she is trying to do her job and do it well mm-hmm. in, in dealing in in as much as the real world as she still can. Um, she ultimately lays down her life doing her job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there, there are some you know some good elements there. I think I think one of the main arguments in movies is that if if you give technology permission, it will control your life. Eventually, you will no longer give it permission, and it's, and it, it's already taken over. It's already taken over. But it has to. You have to initially allow it to. You have to buy the device. You have to welcome it in. Yeah, you have to buy the device. You have to sign up for the social media. You have to put stuff on. You have to engage. And before you know it, um, it's no longer asking your permission. It's demanding you. Oh, pick up your phone. Pick up your phone. Ding, ding. You know, um, and is, is there a way to get STEM out in this? Um, in, this um, in the movie, I don't. I don't think so. I think that the movie's arguing. I think it's a warning. I think it's a cautionary tale. You know, what? What if? I mean, if he would have stopped listening to technology, but when he was at the hacker. Well, what would have been potential that the hack could have helped him to get it out or to turn it off? But he, but he would have went back to 
Another thing that, that I thought was good, it was at the very, it was at the beginning when they got in the car accident. I immediately noticed he he sacrificed himself to save his wife. He yeah. buckled up his wife, and then he sacrificed for her. Right. And yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And then he said, "Take my wallet, take me, don't take me." Yes. And, and, and even and even when his wife is shot and he can't move, he's not thinking of himself at all. Right. Look at me. He's just stay with look me. at me. I can't move, but I'm with you. I'm not going anywhere. And I thought I, I thought that was cool. And I think all throughout the, the, the there's an acknowledgement of pain in the real world all throughout. But there's also people who are, I don't know, there's acknowledgement that the relationships are still good mm-hmm. and interaction yeah. with people is still good and it's still needed. And that, and that the, these excesses and, and uh, these attempts to avoid pain in these real relationships is bad. You know, virtual, this, this consumption of virtual reality and drug, uh, you know, just being consumed by drugs or whatever. Is it just looks right? silly. It's yeah. silly. And it was dark. You yeah. know, in those rooms where the pack the lady was, it was still dark in there. And, and, and the one we thought created STEM. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, he says, I don't get out much. He he acknowledges he doesn't know a lot of people. When he shows up at the hospital, he's wearing a mask because he doesn't want to be contaminated. He's He is alone. Oh, yeah. Well, he, yeah. He's lonely. Yeah. And wow, that, those real relationships don't exist. He was really robotic. He was like a he's very robotic. zero right. personality. Right. That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, man, this guy's a... Was that in the ESPN magazine, magazine, too? I mean, come on. Imagine if he wasn't reading a magazine while he was watching the movie. Probably a picture. Y'all know what? What's crazy is think the people who killed his wife. The reason why they could kill so so these are humans who have been roboticized or whatever. But if the argument is about social media, they're arguing that technology is dehumanizing. Yeah, right. And, and uh, I think it is. And it is. Yeah, one of our senses, we don't care about people as much right. anymore. Think of the things you say. People say on social media. Oh, man, it's they say because they're not looking at a person. They're hiding behind a keyboard. Well, that's the same. Yes, back to the golf analogy. I mean, yeah. you're dehumanized. Why would you pull out your phone and take a picture of yeah. someone who just got hit by a golf ball in the face? And so it's the like you yeah the emotion like there's no technology has no conscience. Technology has no emotion. They have no morals. Um, and so if you become a enslaved to it, you become like well, I mean, it's that biblical principle. You know, whoever you serve, you become like, or, or you are what you worship type mm-hmm. type thing and so if you're bowing down to technology eventually you lose your so oh, what makes you human right and we could we could you know we could launch into the uh you know the, the recent church i can't remember the guy's name who said you know we're going to have churches why don't we have a church in nashville Smith. yeah it's going to be on your phone which is dehumanizing people because we're it's not the church right, right and we're separating ourselves from other humans yeah it was in glory sticks uh, what about Jamie? Uh, don't ask me my gender. Don't put me in a binary box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what I, I don't know what that was. Um, I mean, she was supposed to be. She know. could have, she could have been a real savior. She she, she could have she she could have turned it on. She could yeah. have turned it off. She could have with more time removed it, and yeah. then he would have again had the choice she to, could have to pulled go by hit him. Right. Yeah. She 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 yeah. She could have hit him. I mean, she could have set him in a chair, put him in the virtual world, and those guys would not have seemingly found him. But she did not. She took the money. 
she um, she she demanded, you know, nothing of me. I'm literally just doing this for this. She was a hireling, an anti-hero, mm-hmm. and then she's gone. Yeah, and we, we don't see her again at all. There, there's. You think that was just a nod to the time, like the binary thing, you know, like male female box? It, it seemed like it because it didn't add anything to the story like, at all. Yeah, perhaps. I mean that's a computer term, though binary, right? Yes. Um, yeah, but I think that it was. Did you hear the one time when they said I can't remember the exact scene, but he said no shame. It was pause. No shame. I mean that was like a reset to the garden. I thought. I remember. Interesting. When he came back around, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think if we are living in a fake world, it uh, technology does control us. Like as long as you're in a fake world, technology is controlling you. I think that's part of what the movies are doing too. Like I know we don't think that. Like when we're reading, when we're tending to our phones or reading, like when we're sub- basically submitting to in that moment. Even looking at the, you know, you're submitting to what you're spending your time doing and investing in. And um, what else we got? All right, number four. What's distorted, evil, false? So what's the idol? What do you think the idol in the movie is? I mean, t- technology can can save you somehow. It's convenient. It adds to it adds to a lot. Okay. So technology is the idol. Uh, I mean, it could be. So I think the assumption is that technology used rightly can fix all of mankind's problems if you use it as a tool to enhance your relationships. Um, like the argument if you're in a car with your spouse that drives by itself. Hey-o. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, um, I actually saw an article headline the other day that they were arguing that if we do have automatic cars, that there'll be brothels on wheels, mm-hmm. um, but the, which is awful. There, I'm, I'm there, there's the, the, the false sense that vengeance, that justice yeah. ultimately yeah. satisfies, yeah. you know, that, that, oh, that, right. that, that the greatest, the greatest pain he experienced was not being a quadriplegic, it was a loss of his wife, but if he were able to gain vengeance, gain justice in his own way, that that would somehow make it all better, and then that's just not real. Yeah, after he took care of the first guy, you just saw him, he was like, oh, what have I done? But then it kept going back, and, back, back. And, I, and I think these things is looking at our culture. I mean, there's a reason why there's a drugstore in every corner. There's a reason why we have all of these. It's their virtual realities. You know, I can alter my state and try to to, to numb the pain of the things. Whether you know it's him, it's, it's alcohol, you know, consistently, whatever it is. Streaming, to, yeah. And um, and so I think because, those are the because the tagline about sometimes the real world is just too painful. Is that yeah? That means that, yeah. exactly, I mean, that, that came up at least twice, if not more. And that's that's an underlying theme of the whole thing. Escape the real world. And I mean, that, that's what technology invites you to do. And without the gospel, that's ultimately what everybody's doing. Yeah, that's right. And, and as always, done. we're trying to fix our brokenness. We're trying to fill the infinite void in our heart with the things that can't fill it. But yeah. the scary yeah. thing that's is right. if we can't feel the pain, we can't see our need for a remedy. That's right. And that's what we're doing. We're numbing ourselves. Oh, well, and that's what the gospel is so offensive also. Yeah. yeah. That's why people are becoming more and more offended by the gospels because they don't want to feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's your own heart that needs yeah. Well, there's no, there's no real pain in the fake world. There's no real love in the fake world. Mm-hmm. There's just feelings. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Um, it shows that well. And I think that maybe in some of the 
acting and dialogue, I think, mm-hmm. is showing that. Uh, Maybe so. Uh, so how does the gospel apply? So if, uh, you know, if a movie argues that, you know, improper use of technology or enslavement to technology is what's wrong with our world, um, what is really wrong with the world? So let's say you're, you're not, you, let's say you use technology rightly. Does that fix what's wrong with the world? I mean, is it, it doesn't fixed? because because even even like so so take take before when his wife is still alive she uses technology they seem to have a good balance he, he's he's not so much for it but he loves her even though she uses it but evil still persists in the world I mean, yeah they weren't doing anything wrong and you know his wife is taken from him and so the way I view it like so it's not technology technology obviously doesn't satisfy but neither does the absence of technology because you take out STEM he's still miserable he's still depressed. Like there, there is no, there is no remedy within that. It, it, it's, it's either you have a virtual life or you have a really painful life. Like yeah, th- th- those are the two options. And so the gospel is mm. better than that. Yeah, you know? because gospel is really absent in this. Thing. Well, it, it definitely is. Because I mean, it, it ends with utter hopelessness, utter fall. Like you, yeah, you, you're, you're either ignorance is bliss or you're really painful in life. I'll say it, man. And so we, we, we have the gospel is better. Because while while life is really painful, we do have an ultimate hope, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not a, 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 a ignorance is bliss state of reality. It's 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 real bliss. It's a real eternal mm-hmm. love. It's yeah. a real restoration. Yes, mm-hmm. and so and, and we get to experience that through the fruits of the spirit. We get to experience that through you know real community that's not built on yeah on not built on race, um, gender, age. Mm-hmm. It's built on the finished yeah. work. Of Christ, right? I mean, and I mean, it really unites something. It breaks down the barriers in society. I mean, the the church is really it's the most peculiar place on earth. You know, I mean, you get these people from all these different walks of life, all nations, all. You know, I mean, there's not a place like it on earth. There should there, you know, I mean, it's just really remarkable when you think about what unites. I mean, think of the relationships that people have in your church, and no other way would they be brought together. I used to say all the time, I'd stand up on something where there is absolutely no reason this group of people should be meeting together (laughs) outside of Christ. Look look at the five of us in this room. I mean, we've known each other for many, many years, but ultimately, it's the gospel that that brings us together. We may have grown up. He's cool enough to hang out with Brad. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you guys but, true. But, but and 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 not, Kevin, back to your point. I mean, <laughs> back to your point. The, the hopelessness. <laughs> the hopelessness. There is no guarantee that it won't return because if STEM finds a better yeah. grade, and I, and, I, and even listen to you, Brad, talk the image and some of the some even his name, gray. I mean, the, the gray area. Gray trace. trace. You, what you know, there's a lot. Yeah, there. there's a lot there. Ultimately, if if STEM finds a better gray, does yeah. STEM leave Gray and then he leaves his utopian state of mind and he's back to being a quadriplegic and there is no there's no hope past that and so so I mean the movie does leave you just with a gut punch that, that it's not hopeless and it's a lot not of memories and wow. exploding heads that I don't know yeah yeah I'm sorry can't be unseen so the gospel's better absolutely the gospel's better and Carolyn Walker Terry Felton's English teacher would be very proud if she listened to this and how eloquently he's waxed these topics. Yes, sir. You guys have all said some really profound things.
Anything else, guys, you want to add to this? Yeah, yeah what takeaways, like, I mean, I know we may not supposed to be doing this as a podcast, like giving some altruistic application here, but like, what are we, what are, what are some takeaways, I guess, that you guys would recommend to people listening that about technology? Or- well, we're recording Thanksgiving week. I mean, enjoy real relationships with, with real people. Um, the, the, your Facebook friends are, in many cases, not the level of friends that you need. Um, and, and obviously, go to Jesus. I found helpful in the Grouch has some just loose practices, not loose practices, but practices where one hour a day, one day a week, and one week a year. Oh, wow. Where can somebody find it? Tech Wise Family. family. Yeah, that's right. Really good, really good little book. So, you know, that's cool. One hour a day is, you know, really, these are sort of minimums. We've been doing more than that. Be awesome. One day a week, probably most of our jobs, we can't take off more than one day a week from our but one week a year, I think that's a good Well, I think the one day we can make this just a phone, right? If we will make it just a phone. My friend who John Boy Productions, John Pettit, uh, he owns a company, he owns a technology company. And I saw him, huh? So shout out, shout out to sponsor John. the show, John. Well, he and he's he's unbelievably tech savvy, but I saw him and I laughed at him because he has a flip phone. I'm like, bro, you are the only tech guy that you're on the cutting edge of everything. You got a flip phone. And he went into explaining to me, because he's a believer, he's a solid believer and living for a purpose. And he said, man, I, I do this. I design all this and I, I'm not going to give my life to it. And I don't want it to control me. And I'm like, wow, it was challenging. And I don't know what that, that means, because obviously you can use this for, for good. But I think we have to really evaluate what we're doing, what we're giving our life to and what we're showing our kids. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being on the Pop Culture Cordendale podcast. And um, you guys did a great job. Peyton Manning. Art Star. You're the greatest. Art Star. I still don't know who that is. He's great. Look at that.